Welcome to another episode of Follow the Brand. I am your host, Grant McGaw, CEO of Five Star BDM, a five-star personal branding and business development company. I want to take you on a journey that takes another deep dive into the world of personal branding and business development using compelling personal stories, business conversations, and tips to improve your personal brand. By listening to the Follow the Brand podcast series, you will be able to differentiate yourself from the competition and allow you to build trust with prospective clients and employers. You never get a second chance to make a first impression. Make it one that will set you apart, build trust, and reflect who you are. Developing your five-star personal brand is a great way to demonstrate your skills and knowledge. If you have any questions for me or my guests, please email me at grant.mcgaw, spelled M-C-G-A-U-G-H, at 5star BDM, B for brand, D for development, M for masters.com. Now let's begin with our next five-star episode on Follow the Brand. Welcome to the Follow the Brand Podcast. I am your host, Grant McGall, CEO of Five Star BDM, where we help you to build a five-star brand that people will follow. If you are going to create generational wealth, you must own something, whether it is a business, real estate, stocks, or insurance. You must have meaningful relationships that propel you forward to get to that first liquidity event and understand the power of encouragement. This is the mindset of Derek L. Miles, president and CEO at Cormet, a healthcare solutions company offering enterprise software and innovative concierge delivery of healthcare products and services. He has failed forward many times before he learned what he needed to do in scaling a crowdsourced healthcare delivery service. Failure is a part of the success story. Words of encouragement speak power into your business and your life. A simple word of encouragement can save your life and the lives of others, says Derek Miles. As a former hospital executive, He experienced a tremendous amount of early success on the operational side of the business, becoming a CEO of a specialty hospital at age 31 and being part of teams that financially transformed poorly performing hospitals. After launching a Q4 2018 at Vizient headquarters in North Texas, and with additional regional headquarters expansion plans, including a gateway city in Arizona and California, As a result, Miles is now a private aviation customer of JSX. With the Cormant proprietary software, they can utilize the Microsoft Marketplace and app source portals to quickly add more states and foreign countries to their access range. Will Miles join Robert F. Smith, David Stewart, Oprah Winfrey, and Michael Jordan on the shortlist of black billionaires? With Microsoft support, and worldwide scalability, it's a real possibility as reported in Jet Set Magazine. Derek L. Miles founded Cormed in 2018 as a pharmaceutical delivery service. 
the company has since further diversified its offerings to provide well-care solutions through partnerships with physicians, nurses, and pharmacies to the company's target market, which includes health-conscious adults, performance athletes, and people 50 and older with an above-average net worth. You can be in your home, at your corporate office, or in a luxury hotel like the Edition on Miami Beach and get monoclonal antibodies, vaccines, prescriptions, or IV vitamin therapy, according to Derek Miles. Now, headquartered in McKinney, Texas, with a new regional office recently announced in Miami Beach, CoreMed is significantly expanding its reach to upscale areas in need of healthcare concierge services of all types. Miles, a former hospital administrator and 15-year healthcare executive, has taken the company's offerings beyond just delivery to provide enterprise software and innovative concierge product and service delivery. Derek Miles received both an MSHA and MBA from the University of Alabama at Birmingham. He also holds a BS in medical technology with a minor in chemistry from Bethune-Cookman University. Derek L. Miles received a certificate in lean healthcare from the University of Michigan and is enrolled at Stanford University working towards a professional certification in innovation and entrepreneurship. Derek is married with two sons his family lives in Collin County, Texas, and Dade County, Florida. Let us welcome Derek Miles to the Follow Brand Podcast, where we are building a five-star brand that you can follow. Good morning, everyone. And I want to thank everybody for tuning in to Follow Brand. We have become a world-renowned podcast show. And that's because of our audience and the guests that we bring to the table. And today, we're going to have the CEO of CoreMed, Derek Miles. I met him a few years ago when he was really ramping up on his particular technology. We're in our technology innovation series, and I thought he would be a great guest to talk to my audience of healthcare and information technology people and entrepreneurs and solopreneurs that are out there, first of all, know what it takes to run a business, know what it takes to get a business finance, understand what it takes to, to, to get into the, the field and grow your business and, and really stick to your vision. So I'd like to bring Derek up, introduce yourself. We're going to have a good conversation. Go ahead, Derek. Okay. First of all, Grant, thank you so much for giving me the opportunity to share my heart with your audience. I'm a former hospital administrator by training, spent 15 years in some of the nation's largest academic medical centers, went to the number one program in uh, health administration, University of Alabama at Birmingham. Um, I'm originally from the state of Florida. So when I graduated, I had an opportunity to work for Shands at the University of Florida. Within six months, I learned a great deal from a gentleman who was working in the finance department. And I'll tell a real quick story because it actually is the platform for my, my learning and my growth as a hospital administrator. And then ultimately to me becoming a, a CEO of a healthcare tech company. But there was a gentleman, my first week when I was working at Shands, he's working in the finance department and he saw me all the way down the hall. And we caught eyes together because at that time it was very few African-American hospital administrators. So I saw someone who looked like me, he saw me, our eyes caught. When I got to his office, he says, come in here and sit down and shut up. And I'm like, wait a minute now, who is this guy? 
He don't understand. I'm Derek Miles. I'm the first round draft pick from the number one program in health administration. And he closed the door and he says, I've seen hundreds of you come through here and think y'all know how to run a hospital. You don't know crap about running a business. But if you humble yourself, I'll teach you how to run a hospital and you have a stellar career. And I thought about it for a second. I'm like, hmm, stellar career. I, I like that. So I developed a relationship with this gentleman. Within six months, he had taught me how to do all kinds of pivot tables and Excel and business plans, financial projections. And I got hired to work for the COO six months out of my graduate program. And after that, I got an opportunity to run the largest OR in Jacksonville, Florida, turned it around by 36 million in like a year and a half, went back to hospital administration and became a CEO at the age of 31. I left uh, Shans to go work for Universal Health Services out in Texas. And it was the scariest moment of my life because I, you know, here I am 31. I didn't have, you know, a whole great deal of experience, but they had a reduction in force. And for me to stay in the organization, I had to pick up uh, the specialty hospital. But I was responsibility for physician relations. I had a responsibility for nursing, had a responsibility for HR, community, et cetera, et cetera. So at a very early age, it set the uh, foundation for me becoming a, a high level executive. So that's a little bit about my healthcare career. I, I, I'll go on a little bit more. I work for Advocate Healthcare in Chicagoland. I also work for Wake Med out of Raleigh, North Carolina. And um, when I turned 37, 38, I realized that healthcare was just moving a little too slow for my innovative juices. And at the downturn of the economy, I decided that I would leave and become an entrepreneur. And so I set out and started thinking about different ideas to be successful. And I was not successful. I failed several times at the beginning. And it was from those failures that I learned uh, what I needed to do not to fail again. And healthcare traditionally uh, has been 10 years behind what's cutting edge from a technology standpoint. So what I saw that was very popular was crowdsource delivery, Uber, Lyft, Grubhub, Postmates, you name it. But then when I looked in healthcare, of course, healthcare was behind. They were still using mom and pop couriers for everything. So what we did was took the model for uh, crowdsource delivery and brought it into healthcare, delivering prescriptions, delivering uh, patient specimens, delivering vitamins, you know, at the beginning. And then um, once we got on the radar, we started making money. Uh, McKesson found out about us. Uber, I mean, Google found out about us. Microsoft found out about us. Amazon found out about us. And then they said to me one day, they said, Derek, you know, you really could be so much more. Would you consider doing healthcare services into homes in addition to prescriptions? And the rest is history. Well, I tell you, Derek, you have been... Uh, one of my, and I'm going to call you one of my heroes. And the reason why I say that, you don't see a lot of people being able to make that pivot. You were at a high level working in the healthcare industry. You really didn't have a reason to jump off of that, go into entrepreneurship. Uh, but you had a passion. You had a, a, a vision. You, you saw something and you wanted to, you could not wait. Like you said, you know, some of these uh, systems are very, they're in their legacy moments and it takes a while to adapt, but you're ready to make a make a move. And I, I applaud you for that. And as you take a look back, just take a look back, look at your education, you got your education, you know, you were a, a star student, you got into the field, you got one of the things that everyone talks about. You have to have a mentor, somebody that truly shows you how things were understanding that healthcare is a business 
and that how do you get the most out of that business? You were able to do that. And then you went to that entrepreneur world and you said you had several different challenges as you went into that world, but you you know stayed the course, you kept moving forward. So if you had to think through that a little bit, if there was one thing you wish you had known before you be- began your current career, what would you what would you kind of elaborate on? Well, the, the thing that I wish I had known and people don't talk about is that failure is part of the success journey. When my, my favorite TV show is CNBC. When you watch CNBC, they show all these successful people, whether it's Elon Musk, you hear about every day with Twitter or the guy at Amazon or, you know, failure stories after the fact, after they raise billions of dollars, they'll talk about we were, they'll talk about Theranos. But during the time that they were really you know, excelling, they never talk about the failures that happened in those startups. I run a startup. You fail more times than you succeed. The stuff that gets on television, you probably had 10 failures before that one that really hit. So when I became an entrepreneur, I had the mindset that there was no such thing as failure. So when I started failing, Grant, I start. I found myself getting really discouraged. I got discouraged to the point where I actually thought about ending my life. And I was fortunate enough to have people in my life who spoke words of encouragement to me. It was a surreal moment for me because the day that I thought about ending my life, Grant, I had three of my friends call me just out of the blue. And they all said, hey, I don't know why I'm calling you. I just want to give you a word of encouragement. And at the end of those three phone calls, I was encouraged. And I didn't want to end my life anymore. So I had learned that day the power of a word of encouragement. So two things I, I take from that. One, when you when you set out on your own, failure is a part of it. Be ready. It's going to happen. Number two, you want to have people in your life who encourage you. If there's people in your life who don't encourage you, cut them off like immediately. And so the foundation of core med, when you look at the word core med, most people think it's courier med. It is not. In the middle of the word encouragement is C-O-U-R. Because of that moment, we are in an encouraging people business. So every day that we're dropping off packages, there's a message on outside of the package that says be encouraged. When we pay our drivers on Tuesday, at the bottom of their check, it says be encouraged. So there's thousands of messages that are sent out across America to encourage people because Everyone is going through something. That's what you're praying about. You wish that situation was better. We don't know what that situation is, but a simple word of encouragement can change their life because a simple word of encouragement changed mine. Oh, that is so good advice for so many people, especially now in our environment. A lot of people are struggling with um, just mental health and, and you've yeah. got to be able to um to get that encouragement and to talk to positive people. And then you, you kind of mentioned branding, you know, your brand. I think well, as I listened to what you just said, you discovered your brand and, and, and now it's, it's helping you. So I want to get from you as you just kind of stated, but give me a little bit more context around how your brand has helped to propel your career. You know what, Grant? I didn't even know what my brand was until someone told me. It was many, many years ago, even when I was a hospital administrator, I, I just heard a friend. He called me one day, says, there, you know, the one thing that people constantly say about you, they say you have a great business mind and you're trustworthy. So I've consistently used that throughout my career. So me being a former hospital administrator, we're always coming up with innovative ways that people didn't think that would work. 
that are working today. Again, there's been failures, but one of the new things that we're doing today is being able to give people the ability to have eye exams in their homes. So what's the difference between core med and a, I would say like a hospital at home company? A hospital at home company is rather acute. What core med does is really wellness and healthcare, stuff to keep you out of the hospital before you get to that point is for the worried well. You, you wanna make sure that you're okay. That's what core med takes um, out of your worry zone and we do it in a concierge way. So I was having breakfast with a gentleman on Friday and he was, a, I guess, a high net worth advisor. He was asking me what I did. And he said, I tell you, I can, you know, we do this concierge delivery business all across America. We've even, you know, touched people in different countries like Mexico, Brazil, Switzerland, Australia. And he says, well, uh, let me try your company then because there's a medication I cannot get. Like, what is it? He gave me the name of it. And I just called two of our pharmacy partners and he's going to get that medication today. So. Over the years, what we've done now is we've been able to develop relationships with people. I would say number one grant is because uh, my business mind, I, I can take a situation that doesn't exist, find a way to, to I would say, bolt onto it and, and make it an encouraging experience for people. So this guy who has all these high net worth clients across America, like, man, I'm going to re recommend your business to anyone who wants anything in healthcare because I've seen you get it done. This, this particular medication is supposed to be on back order for months, but because our relationships with doctors and nurses and pharmacists and dentists, you name it, Grant, anything that you used to leave your home for in the past, you actually can stay home and get that service in a concierge way through CoreMed today. Now, let me ask you this about CoreMed. I understand. I get a little bit about the business model. Uh, are you are you utilizing any kind of proprietary uh, technology? Is you know is it an app that people work with? How, how do they work with uh, CoreMed? Yeah, so we do have proprietary technology, and that's that's part of the issues when it comes to failure. We failed so many times with tech grant. Uh, I can't tell you we spent hundreds of thousands of dollars on mistakes with with tech, but now we got it to a point. I was able to hire a good chief. Uh, information officer or chief technology officer about 16 months ago. And he's only 24 years old, years old and he's definitely an A player for us. So I just tell him what we need to do and his team goes and gets it done. So yes, we have a tech component similar to Uber and Lyft. So if you have, say for instance, you need a massage and your massage therapist is on the way, you get milestone updates that your masseuse is on the way with an ETA and at the end, of your massage, you can rate that particular healthcare professional. We, we, we wanna make sure that they do have an opportunity to rate that healthcare professional, again, because we wanna make sure that their experience is encouraging. So as more and more people get on the platform, the ones with the highest rating gets the most business. So behind the scenes, we are working on an, an app for, for all individuals. Today is primarily concierge. So we have individual concierge who walk our customers through that journey and, and do it for them. But for us to scale it across the globe, which is a requirement of our investors like Microsoft and Google, it has to be available to everyone throughout the world. And we're working on that right now. Now you got to talk to me about this financial component because you've done something that a lot of our entrepreneurs, small business owners really struggle with. And that was, those are those seed rounds, those investments, being able to put together investment thesis put together you know a pitch deck in order to get people on board with your vision so 
you've got to be passionate about what you're doing and how you're solving a problem. How did you put together, put that on paper for someone else to buy into your vision? Well, I'll be honest with you on that, Grant. I really believe in the principle of hiring A players. So once we were able to get a little bit of money, we we hired a chief marketing officer. So I don't do it all. I, I used to put together presentations. Yeah, they worked. But now our presentations are on a totally different level. The our brand and what she's been able to do. Uh, she's another A player. I just let her go. And we're able to wow anyone from Microsoft to Google to AT&T, CVS, Walgreens that they were looking at partnering with. Now they look at our product and like, hey, this is a a mature company, not knowing that we launched in 2018 as a prescription delivery company. So in a nutshell, my, my management philosophy, similar to when I was a hospital administrator, it was that, you know, it's in the age of knowledge workers. Even though I'm the CEO, I don't have to know, I don't have to be the, the most knowledgeable person in the room. I have to be able to recruit and hire the most knowledgeable people in the room, give them the, the latitude to do their job and I get out of the way. So that's the, the way that we've been able to, to build the brand and put together the, the presentations. But when it came to actually selling the brand grant, and I'm just going to talk about a piece that I see that's missing with a lot of entrepreneurs that are complaining that they can't raise money. You have to be able to sell. So the thing that I've been able to do over the years is to find out what someone's pain point is, put it in a way that is beneficial for them and uh, and go form it that that way. So this particular pharmacy that we're working with, we're able to come to the pharmacy and say, hey, I got this high net worth patient. They're paying with cash. They like that, right? So instead of them waiting three and four weeks to get paid by the government, they get that paid that same day of service. So it gives me a competitive advantage of being able to work with partners because they all get paid the same day. Case in point, say for instance, if a nurse goes out and does a monoclonal antibody, she gets paid that same day. So we have done some strategic uh, moves within the organization that made it really beneficial for people to come and work with CoreMed. So now we're just probably going to raise a little bit more money and then we're going to blitz it all across the world. I tell you what I'm finding just listening to you that you also not only you're a good salesperson and you understand how your product fits within the ecosystem of healthcare, but you also understand finances, that financial acumen that, you know, people need to see like, right. You know, I love what you're doing here, Derek, you're helping people, you're solving some healthcare problems, but how does the money flow? What is that ROI? How do, and you said something I just heard right now that was powerful because, you know, days outstanding, um, being able to collect money immediately is a big, big thing for a lot of uh, healthcare organizations. How did you get that understanding around uh, uh, just uh, finances? Yeah, so I'll, I'll go back to the story that I was telling you. Is a guy by the name of Leonard Allen. So he worked at Shands at the University of Florida. He worked in the finance department. So here I am coming out of graduate school with just didactic coursework, right? No, no real experience. He just taught me the finance wor world of healthcare. So here I am, barely 30, and I'm just executing at a much higher level. And, and because of that, I've been continuing to, to educate, I mean, to execute at, at that level. Well, I tell you, that's great. Now I got to ask you, what, what other CEOs or just people influence do influence do you look up to? Yes, it's several. Um, I'll tell you a story. So even though when I was 
you know, by, by most people's standards, I was doing fairly well as a hospital administrator. I started reading about other people who were doing much better than me. So there was a gentleman by the name of Robert F. Smith. I was looking up how much he was making. I'm like, whoa, I'm in the wrong industry. So uh, when I looked up Robert, he was worth, you know, billions. And I know you got, I saw one of your podcasts, you mentioned Robert. And I was like, well, he's in enterprise software. I said, okay, so maybe there's an opportunity for me to bring enterprise software into healthcare. And then I tell you, you just don't understand how the world evolves once you start thinking a particular way, because I think everything starts in your mind first. If you think about it in your mind first, it'll come into uh, fruition. So one day, a buddy of mine, his kid was graduating high school and they were in this Jack and Jill event and I'm out getting a plate of food and this guy starts chatting with me and he says, where are you from? I says, I'm from Tampa Bay, Florida, home of the 2003 Super Bowl champion, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. He started get giggling. And I said, where are you from? He says, I'm from Denver, Colorado, man. I'm like, what? I said, man, I've been trying to meet this guy from Denver, Colorado for like five years. His name is Robert Smith. Do you know him? He looked to the left. He looked to the right. He says, man, Robert's my best friend. We grew up together. I'm like, no way. He said, yeah. I says, I'm, I got to meet Robert. He says, well, let's just change numbers and let's spend some time together and I'll see what I can do. So um, after you know, he came over to our house, he learned that I was also an inventor. Robert Smith is also an inventor. Right. So we had that in common. So he he made the introduction. So that's how I, I got a chance to uh, get acquainted to Robert Smith and his team. So right now we have like three people advisors to Cormed that are part of Robert Smith's group. Then I read a book, uh, the good book by a guy named David Stewart. Now, David Stewart's the CEO of a company called Worldwide Technologies. So again, it has to happen in the mind first. So one of my good friends is the president and CEO of Northern Trust Asset Management. His name is Chandron Thomas. And I was just talking with Chandron Thomas one day and I said, you know, Dave Stewart has this venture capital firm. And believe it or not, it's focused on healthcare. I know he, he's in the tech space, but he has a VC firm called Kingdom Capital. And he's trying to stand up healthcare companies. He says, Derek, uh, Dave is my client. You want to meet him? I'm like, heck yeah. So I get on a plane and I, I go to St. Louis. And, and to this day, to this day uh, every month, there's a member of Dave Stewart's team that mentors me every last, well, the fourth Friday of every month. So those are two uh, individuals that I've been, you know, fortunate and blessed to, to get an opportunity to learn from. And the, the key from those learnings that you have to own. So the things that I always try to communicate to other individuals, if you want to create generational wealth, you have to own something and not only own something has to be a, a business that works and somebody's willing to buy from you. So the key is to get to the liquidity event. So all you need is one. You get one liquidity, one good liquidity event. You have generational wealth for maybe at least two to three to four generations. Then you put yourself in a position where you're constantly buying and selling companies. And that's what the one percenters do. And I always try to communicate that because growing up, people made me feel that you had to be a doctor or a lawyer or engineer. But those careers don't scale. Right. So for you to create billions of dollars, you have to have a platform that scales across the world. You have to touch people across the world. Doesn't Amazon touch people across the world? Doesn't Tesla touch people across the world? So being a doctor, a lawyer, an engineer does not scale. So you're not going to be able to create that type of generational wealth like Bezos and Elon Musk. But Robert Smith touches people across the world with his 
enterprise software, and so does David Stewart with Worldwide Technology. So I always like to help people to understand generational wealth is, is really about owning something that people will, will buy. I totally agree with that, man. And you, you brought that up. There was on one of my uh, earlier, I had a uh, TV production. We were talking about that on the Black Business Expo about the black billionaires that uh, in, in, you know, uh, in the media, you hear about a lot of the entrepreneurs, like almost on a daily basis. Uh, and you just mentioned all of them, whether it's a, a, a Bezos or Gates or Elon Musk. But we don't know a lot about the uh, black billionaires who are out there looking for opportunities to invest in. And, you know, the Robert Smiths of the world, the David Stewart, it's also Alan Karp. Alan Karp owns uh, Palantir Technologies. He's also a billionaire. And, there, and there's there, there there's many more um, that entrepreneurial space, if you can hit that space and you've got something that touches a lot of people, think of it holistically. What are you putting together and what do you have that proprietary that you own that every almost every human being can take advantage of? Now you've got now you've got an opportunity, but you know you own that. It's proprietary intelligence that you've talked about. Right now we're in the information age, so before you had to have a lot of money, more or less, to Mm -hmm. create that wealth that you're talking about. Now you just need the right idea, and if you have the right idea that attracts the right people, now you're you attracted. A Robert Smith. You've attracted a David Stewart. They, you know, once you've got into their orbit, and then they saw what you were doing, so they looked behind, you know, what was behind Derek Miles. They're like, "Well, what's this Corbin? What, what's he doing here? Hey, this is interesting." And then when you have very successful companies that are investing in you, you got logos like Microsoft or Google and that type of thing. Wow, you're on another level, you know. So now, you know, and you've got to now how do you how do you mold yourself to be that? multi-billion dollar uh, uh, entrepreneur. And that's a mindset. Because how do you get a mindset like that? You know? Uh, lovely. Can I can I go into that? Can I answer that question? Go right in. It's about the people in, in your network. So I'll, I'll tell you a story. So uh, back in about 2014, I had the pleasure to meet a gentleman by the name of Neilan Youngblood. And again, I tell you, I was reading a lot and I read that he was a former physician and he started a private equity firm. So when we moved to Dallas, I was one of the first people I wanted to meet was Neeling Youngblood. And again, by by because I was thinking about it, I, I met someone who knew Neeling and, and he was one of those. He, he worked at Texas Teachers and they had provided money for Neeling to go out and buy different healthcare companies. So he called Neeling and said, hey, you got to meet Derek Miles. So Neeling brings me into his office and immediately Grant. Soon as I come into the office, soon, like when I met Kevin Lofton, um, almost sim- similar story. He says, um, why are you sitting on that side of the couch? You need to be on this side of the couch. He said, we need you over here. And I didn't understand what he was saying. But what he was saying to me when he saw me walk in the door that day, he realized the talent in me before I even opened my mouth. And as I started talking, telling him about my career and you know, like I told you, becoming a CEO at 31, I have two patents. And um, he just sat back and he says, Derek, I don't want you ever to work in a hospital again. Just real calm. He says, you need to own your own hospitals. And I just I just sat back. I like, oh, my goodness. I had never thought that big. 
until I met Neilan Youngblood. I was sitting in his couch and he said to me, you know, Derek, um, your responsibility in life is to provide the best opportunity for your family. And the, the best way to provide opportunities for your family is to do different deals. You need to be doing deals. Don't go work in hospitals. Own, do deals. And he says to have juice in this country, you need a hundred million dollars. So you need to go and create a company that has a value of a hundred million dollars and you come back and talk to me. What a challenge. Real talk. A hundred million dollars seems like an impossible journey, but yet he looked at you and saw you are a hundred million dollar person. He did. Because of your intelligence, because your experience, your intelligence, your drive and your value. I think that is awesome. So think of me right now that I am a multi-billionaire and I'm looking at you. You're in my office and I'm asking you this question. How do you see the healthcare IT industry changing in two years? And how do you see yourself creating that change? You know, we're doing it already, Grant. So I do a lot of research. Again, I was reading. So one of the areas that we work in is infusion pharmacies and the research I was reading, I was coming back from the plane on Miami. I'm at Mount, I'm between Dallas and Miami constantly. And it says 80% of individuals 50 and older rather have their health care at home. So, you know, we've been doing this for like four, for the last four years. So we're continuing to add different opportunities for people to be at home. I just got back from Miami. I spoke at Emerge Americas. One of the technology that we're working on with Microsoft is to actually take the uh, telehealth visit to the next level, bring it into the metaverse. So the beautiful thing about having an investor like Microsoft, not only do they put money in the CoreMed, but they give us access to new tech. And because they're larger, they're not as nimble as CoreMed. They say, hey, CoreMed, go try this out. Find, you know, find out what the you know, pain points are for us. And if you like it, you get the first one to launch it. So uh, we're in the process of probably launching the first telehealth visit in the metaverse so that your physician, your nurse practitioner can actually show you through the goggles, your, your heart or your liver that's, that's impacted, totally different level. And as I mentioned before, I'm really excited about doing eye exams in the comfort of your home. So instead of you wasting several hours to go to the optometrist or the ophthalmologist to sit down at some clunky machine, you can have one of the techs come into comfort of your home. And I did it last week at Emerge America, 10 minutes, my exam was done. I saw my results, a PDF printout. I'm like, man, I would pay for this all day. So we're constantly looking for new innovations to take into people's homes, condos, luxury hotels. In addition to you know, Microsoft and Google, we also have a number of luxury hotels we work with, like the Edition in Miami Beach, like Lowe's, uh, high-end condos like Fendi, Chateau, residencies. And we're looking to continue to grow that, that model. But just think of anything that used to have to leave your house for in the past, CoreMed is looking for the innovation to partner with so you can stay at home, stay in your condo, whether you're at a luxury hotel, we can take care of it for you. I tell you, I am encouraged, Derek. Because <laughs> you, 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 you just brought up some uh, a, a platform. And as yeah. a billion billionaire investor that I am, when you start talking about metaverse, and the understanding, my understanding is this: this will be the next leap as a platform and technology for humankind because of its immersive component and mm -hmm. that you can do so many more things. You collapse that window of time and space into an experience that yes. 
that you can now have, right? And that's beneficial for you in a shorter, much shorter window. So that older model that you just talked about being in the healthcare model, getting in your car, driving somewhere, some doctor sees you for like 15 minutes, you just wasted two <laughs> hours of your time. You're like, man, no, I can't waste two hours of my time. Absolutely. I need to be immediately. But you want a immersive experience. You want to know that, that you are dealing with a human being, not just a, a, um, a bot, not too hard. You just want to be able to collapse that window of time that I can talk directly to you. You're an expert and you can see immediately what's going on. And boom, I'm being taken care of. I'm being seen and, I, and I'm working for it. And then you have all these other opportunities behind you. So, yes, we can have another conversation around how CoreMed is going into that from that 2D to that 3D immersive experience and, and making things even more more. Um, better, especially for this older generation. So this is the point of time in my show that I always like to unplug because I want to give you the mic. I want you to speak directly to my audience and tell us what you would like, of all the things that you've already talked about, leave us something that 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 is passionate for you that you definitely want us to know about. This episode is brought to you by Five Star BDM. Five Star BDM is a professional consulting and advisory group keenly focused on business development services for small to mid-sized businesses and entrepreneurs. Although every business is unique, they often share challenges that can be addressed through smart branding. Services include process improvement and operations, digital strategy and transformation, business intelligence, digital marketing, and personal branding. Our five-star business and personal branding company has helped a number of professionals and organizations to optimize and grow. The result is more business, more opportunities, better reach, positive outcomes. Please visit www.5starbdm.com to learn more and view all the episodes of Follow the Brand. Uh, easy question for me, because at the end of the day, I believe, Grant, that the reason I'm on this earth is to be the person to help people understand the power of encouragement. As I talked about core man, but at the end of the day, who I am, we're in the business of encouraging people. Right. Unfortunately, uh, I talk about this sometimes. Do you remember Kate Spade? Kate Spade, you know, yeah. very well selling product all over the world. Her spirit got discouraged. She committed suicide. Anthony Bordeaux. Anthony Bordeaux is world famous chef traveling all over the world, eating some of the best food. Chronicle on CNN. His spirit got discouraged. He committed suicide. There was a young lady. Beautiful. I can't. I think it was Chelsea. I think I'm missing her name up. But beautiful African-American. One Miss America. Um, became a lawyer. Corresponded on like entertainment tonight. Her spirit got discouraged. She committed suicide, jumped off a high rise and on the west side. So the thing about the human spirit and the, my favorite book says that we need to encourage each other daily. The human spirit needs to be encouraged. So I've taken it upon myself, even through my business, to to give out words of encouragement. And the day that I die and people come to my wake or my funeral, whatever, they're like Derek Miles was a person who helped us understand the power of a word of encouragement. So be encouraged today. Um, 
And if there's anything that I can do, and I always think of CoreMed, if you want uh, you know, encouraging experience, concierge experience with healthcare, you call 833-CoreMed, we'll take care of you. Oh, man. Great words of advice. We all need encouragement every single day. Getting that confidence to move forward. Understanding that you are not alone. You are not alone. You're not alone in your problems. You're not alone in your challenges and what you need to do on everybody on a daily basis to survive in this world. So understanding that and then coming together as a people and having these good conversations. This has been a great conversation with you, Derek. And before I let you go, before I let you go, I know you gave us a phone number right now. What What is the other best way to get in touch with you? Yes, um, 833 Cormed is the best way to get in contact with our team. Uh, there, there is a call tree. You, know, you can still get directly to me. And you can get right to our operations person, our executive administrators, et cetera, et cetera. But if you want to do some research, of course, you can you know, go to cormed.com, C-O-U-R-M-E-D. And fortunate enough that our technology has been so innovative where you can just tack, type in Derek Miles Cormed. There's a lot of information that pops up. So we're pretty encouraged about that, too. Well, this has been a, a great show. Thank you for, for just sharing about breakthroughs and in, in, in what you've done at Corbett. Sharing your story because I have a much better understanding about uh, the business and, and the problem that you are solving for us. This, this is wonderful. So thank you for being on Follow the Brand. I encourage the entire audience to tune in to all the episodes of Follow the Brand at www.5starbdm. That's B for brand, B for development, and for masters.com. Thank you very much, Derek, for being on the show. My pleasure. Thanks again for having me.